Let's get on to one of the biggest news stories in the game at the moment. And we mention it nearly every week on the show. It is a continually changing situation. It is where the big dance, the AFL Grand Final, will be held this year. None of us know. But one thing we do know is that apparently the AFL has reportedly put logistical plans in place to have the Grand Final in Queensland, listening to this for the first time, what are our thoughts? I keep saying I don't really understand why they want to lock it away this early in the season, especially when they don't know who's playing. You were saying before we started recording, Seth, that um, it's sort of looking like Perth might be ruled out, which I'll be pretty disappointed with, considering that how well the Eagles played on the weekend against Collingwood. And um, say the Eagles are playing Collingwood or Geelong in a grand final, and the AFL misses the opportunity to have a grand final in front of 60,000 West Coast Eagles supporters or Perth supporters in general who have you know, followed the AFL for <laughs> a long time, mm. longer than you'd say a lot of Queensland supporters have. Like, I personally don't get it, whether it's just a logistical thing. For, um, the AFL is going to have most of the teams based in Queensland, which I think, from what I'm hearing, apparently the Brownlow is going to be in Queensland as well. Mm. And I think it will also be before finals, considering that a lot of the teams might end up leaving once they don't, coming back to Victoria once they, there's no football left to be played and they haven't made finals. So I get the Brownlow, but still, <laughs> I keep saying I'm continually baffled by why the location of the grand final has to be locked in this early. I don't get it. Can't do much more than echo that. I know we've touched on it, gents, the last few weeks, but look, until we know more about um, capacities that each venue can have at the time and probably more to the point, the teams in it, 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 it almost is a bit of a moot point because we, we're not going to um, get anywhere in terms of decision-making. But look, it's the conversation's coming up every week at least, isn't it? The trouble is, gents, that they have to make a decision relatively soon because a lot of things like accommodation and venue bookings, they need to be booked in advance. It does look like the AFL has made accommodation and venue bookings in Queensland until the end of October. So depending on what happens with this season, and as we know, it develops by the day. So we're not entirely sure whether the season will even go to October and it may go beyond that time. But again, the situation continues to get worse in Victoria. So you can nearly rule out Victoria as a state that can host the finals this season. But yeah, they've had to book in some accommodation in Queensland, probably just quick thinking, trying to look ahead. And unfortunately, at this stage, it doesn't look like Western Australia have been included in those plans. They are hosting eight games in 17 days, which is great for Western Australian fans. But obviously, if the West Coast Eagles, like they did on the weekend, continue to play well, they do deserve, if they make it to the grand final, to have that grand final at home if they finish at the very top of that pecking order. But again, at the moment, just in the news cycle, it is looking like Queensland is ahead in that race. Geez, they have had a, big, a bit of egg on their face if West Coast end up playing a non-Queensland team in the grand final. But it'll be a big story. Imagine if West Coast are playing the Lions in the grand final. <laughs> the location hasn't been decided by that point. What are the AFL going to do there? That'll be interesting. Either way, someone's going to end up unhappy, aren't they? I don't know. Do you come down to ladder position? I guess that is the point, though, Serps, that you mentioned that we hadn't really considered before is that it probably does, in truth, whether it should be or shouldn't be for the best interest is another thing, but it probably, from a logistical point of view, does have to be locked in sort of sooner rather than later to be able to get uh, get all the necessary things in order. Yeah, it'd be very intriguing to see 
what happens in Queensland and, and what the AFL are going to do. Because as we know, the Giants and the Swans have had to evacuate New South Wales as the situation starts to get worse there. They've flown to Queensland um, as Queensland announced that it would close its borders to Sydney siders on Saturday. So the Giants and the Swans have had to do a similar thing to what the Victorians were doing a couple of weeks ago, and they've had to leave in quite a flurry and get to their hubs in Queensland before Queensland shuts the borders. So it's a bit of a frantic situation in New South Wales at the moment. We, we don't know what's in store as soon as next week sort of thing. Everything is sort of penciled in with, a, with an asterisk subject to change. So I guess from a fixturing point of view, they've, they've so far navigated things, I think, pretty well all things considered, with the, with the hand that they've been dealt, they're really, you know, sort of in a lose-lose situation. Even then, they've managed to sort of work through it with what is quite literally a, a floating fixture almost on a week-to-week basis. We, we may never see this in football again after 2020. And it's been a season like no other. And it'll certainly continue to be that way. In other news, Carlton, Richmond and North Melbourne are all facing fines as large as, listen to this, $50,000 this week after some partners breached protocols by going to a day spa, attending a football game, and grandparents taking their grandchildren to a theme park in Queensland. Now, thankfully, no players will be affected by this fine, as in they won't get banned from games. But $50,000, gents, that's a pretty hefty price to pay for breaking protocol. That's a pretty big fine to cop. But <laughs> considering the whole situation, I mean, I imagine that the AFL's put a lot of education into the players themselves, mm. but it's probably on the players to educate their family members as well. And I think this just speaks to the fact that some of them are probably a bit oblivious to the sort of seriousness that their actions can then have flow and effects to the AFL player and then can affect the AFL industry in turn as well. So, yeah, I think the AFL's also got to make sure that the players are educating their families to the consequences of their actions while they're, they're in these hubs as well. So, But 50 grand, if it's to a player specifically, is a big whack. Oh, it's huge. That's, I mean, uh, I suppose it was only a matter of time before something like this happened. I guess it was just uh, more a question of who as opposed to if, uh, you know, one way or another, uh, whether it's uh, incidental or just something flat out silly, I guess someone somewhere along the line with this setup was always going to slip up, weren't they? But I must admit, not, not till just now to hear you boys say it, I had no idea that the potential fines were that steep. Oh, does the cynic in this podcast say that, well... We know that the AFL are light on cash for many reasons. <laughs> Perhaps raising dollars through fines is a good place to start. Well, well, they've certainly done that with a match review panel, haven't they? So they're <laughs> starting to get a bit of reparation back, aren't they? Yep, yep. It's probably a question of uh, how do we get this back as, as quickly as possible. Uh, I, ab- I absolutely agree with you there, gents. And, and look, my opinion is very, very similar to you guys. It's, it's a major privilege for families who aren't from Queensland to travel and support their loved ones playing footy in this really difficult time. It's a season where any COVID outbreak in the AFL footy community would jeopardise the entire 2020 AFL season. So the AFL is bankrolling the entire experience for the families to be there. So I think they have every right to be strict. So I can imagine how difficult it must be, obviously, for families looking after their kids during this period of time. And look, the urge to go to a theme park or take their kids outside or or to get a pedicure as well. (laughs) But honestly, it's their role to be responsible. I think it's very important that the families play a crucial role here as well. And 
don't break the rules when they're away from their players. $50,000, hopefully they learn their lesson after this. What's that, mate? That is uh, a very succinct summary as per usual, <laughs> Serps. Thank you very much, gentlemen.